0: Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. This week, we're going to talk about Fantasian and some other random stuff like awesome game news shit. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch a show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month to help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at patreon. Thanks again to JCK, Tom Z, Chris K, Alan K for their contributions. One of the perks to joining the Patreons is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call side quests. Side quests that we are recording tonight, which will appear in our normal feed in a week, uh, is gonna be us talking about a bunch of food and drink that we have consumed recently. If you are a Patreon subscriber, you get that access a week early. So you get as soon as this show is done, the normal show, you can also then listen to the side quest the next day. Which is pretty rad. So something to consider Patreon is pretty cool as always we do appreciate your feedback which you can send to midwestgamenerds at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher another thing about the Patreon is if when you sign up for $5 or more you get instant access to our Discord you can talk to any of the hosts on the Midwest Podcast Network about any of the topics that you choose or choose from the list of topics in the sidebar it's always a good time we had some fun talking about Winter Soldier Falcon and Winter Soldier that was great Really enjoying that show. Yeah. Uh, good movie talk. Everybody got into some Mortal Kombat action this past weekend. That was pretty dope. Uh, but yeah, Alex, any bumpers for the network?
1: Yes. The horror movie, Yearbook book boys talked about the Amityville horror on their last episode. There's also a tiny terror bonus episode out about their own personable personal Amityville horrors, which I assume is just scary stories from their lives. Uh, so <laughs> please check that out. Uh, they also put out a new Multimedium, which is all about Clue. They talk about the adaptation of the board game Clue into a film from the 1980s, so please give that a listen as well. And then finally, over on the Midwest Film Nerds podcast, we talked about Nomadland, which, spoiler alert for the Oscars, just won Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Actress uh, last night. So oh, please congratulations. Yeah, please go listen to our episode on Nomad Land available now on Hulu. Um, and, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for now. The uh, Of interest to the Midwest Game Nerds, uh, next horror movie yearbook, they will be talking about the 1995 Mortal Kombat film. So, please go yes. give that a listen uh, later this week. Beautiful. And then... I believe on Film Nerds, we are likely going to discuss the new Mortal Kombat, uh, as well as at some point, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so please uh, keep an eye out for those in the future.
2: Very cool. Brian, what have you been playing? Not a whole lot, because um, I moved, and I've been playing build a really sweet office, I guess. Yeah, I was going to or- say,
0: you're no longer on a tropical island.
2: <laughs> yeah
0: like your previous zoom backgrounds have been
2: uh, my background right now is not the best although you can see my you... cool little couch Honestly, oh, so you can see the 360 on your shelf that's yeah. pretty cool yeah well i was kind of honestly i was just trying to fill those shelves with nerdy things and the first thing that came to mind is putting a, was putting a bunch of vintage video game boxes up there like I the big those. box pc games And, uh, that only filled, like, one shelf, so... (laughs) And I had six. Um, so I just started pulling out all kinds of stuff, and, yeah, the the 360 was lying around, so I pulled that out, and I made a little shrine to Mass Effect, because I still have those games for 360. You need some, like, really uh, sweet board games or something. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not a hoarder, and I'm not really much of a collector, so... I mean, there's like when I was setting that up, I was just thinking about all the shit that I got rid of that I probably shouldn't have, like the other dozen or so big box games I had. (laughs) I I was uh, gonna say
1: I have a fun story about not getting rid of or regretting getting rid of things, but we can get into that in a minute.
2: Yeah, um, but it's pretty cool. I finally put uh, my drawing table together that I've really have wanted a drawing table, drafting table, whatever for. Over a decade, I think it's nice to finally have space for it. Um, yeah, but that's mostly what I've been playing. Um, Moving simulator, yeah, and uh, fixing things and building things, furniture House items. Simulator. Um, I did finally get to game quite a bit Saturday, though. Played several hours of Rainbow Six. Um the new or the current golden gun event it's not really new it's similar to like uh golden eyes uh man with the golden Gun mode or like one in the chamber where you you get one shot and it instantly kills like everybody has the same weapon um, and everybody throws up their mom spaghetti no <laughs> but anyways. That is pretty fun. That'll, that'll make other people listening laugh. Hopefully,
1: <laughs> <I> hope so because <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Yep, I
2: enjoyed it. Uh, oh, oh, uh, uh, we'll have a bonus episode a dissecting <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, uh, um, joke. So that that was cool. And then we actually decided to when we were down to four people, we went and played some PUBG. Just for old time's sake. And uh, yeah, that game's in an interesting state. Like, it probably plays better than it ever has, but nobody plays it anymore. So there's like a ton of bots, which makes you feel like Like you actually good at amazing it. Amazing at the game. <laughs> we got two chicken dinners and we haven't played Damn. in forever. No, nothing you fought against was human. <laughs> uh no the last few squads definitely were um yeah taking somebody out with the double barrel shotgun from like way too far away for the last kill was super satisfying they but, just um, they bump up the uh the ai at the end there <laughs> I was they, they say. have done work to the ai like they're not as bad as they used to be like you you can actually uh i think they loot things now or something because they carry like a lot of a lot more random stuff, or maybe they just have a randomized inventory, oh, because before, they all had like the same players, stuff. Yeah. But they're definitely not. I'm, I am I was just kind of curious, like, what are they
1: even programmed to do? Like, will you find them going through houses, or just are they constantly running for the center of whatever circle is up, basically? Basically,
2: they, yeah, they're running across the landscape and shooting, and I think they just randomly spawn. Like, they don't actually drop in from the plane. Oh. Can you... Hmm. um. So it's almost like it's interesting sometimes though, because if there's like a lot of uh, players left, but it's really just bots in the, the circles smaller they seem to be like start spawning in quicker so it's almost like getting overrun by zombies interesting
0: <laughs> interesting
2: yeah so it's not the worst, but it's I mean it it sucks compared to what it used to be but um but you also can you, win can more. you do
0: can you do private matches with the bots too? I don't know,
2: actually. Because it'd be fun question. to get one of those 10-person like,
0: yeah. games going that we normally play with solos and then get uh, get a bunch of bots to fill it out, too. I yeah, just want to sure. watch
1: 1 versus 100, fuzzy versus 99 bots. That's all I really want to see.
2: Well, <laughs> we could probably make that happen. He should just run a Twitch channel that's that. And, uh, yeah, I did play some Apex Legends, too, but... I don't really have anything to say about that other than it's way better than PUBG. That's <laughs> good. Cool, man. Um, but yeah, I just haven't had time, and I'm really bummed, but things are settling down. I should have more time soon, good. except then I'm going to go on vacation. So
1: Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, man. Hey, Alex, what about you, other than Fantasian? Um, so I have been playing a bunch of different stuff. I finally uh mounted my... Vi- uh, Valve Index lighthouses, so I can more easily play VR at the drop of a hat now. Um, so I played a little bit of Superhot VR on the PC, which um, makes me realize that like that's the first game that I've played on both PSVR and on a PC headset, and uh, being able to actually like walk around the room in Superhot is is awesome but also terrifying because i'm probably going to break stuff when i'm like <laughs> punching at the figures that are running at me ha! Ha! yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know there's like one point where i like lunged forward with a punch to hit this one guy before his like before he got the shot off with his, the handgun that he had and i almost broke something but um luckily i did <laughs> but uh so that's cool and then i also tried out no man's sky vr for the first time which Ooh. um Loads up a little bit weird. Um, Basically, when you go to like run it... So I'm playing it off of Game Pass, um, because it's on Xbox Game Pass. And when you boot it up, it asks you if you want to boot into normal mode or VR mode. Because it Um, senses that you have the VR attached? I don't know if it senses or if it just asks everybody. I'm not sure. Um, Because I didn't have like Steam VR on or anything like that. I don't even think I had Steam booted. But basically, when you tell it to boot into VR mode, it'll boot up Steam VR because I have a Vive, uh, an Index. I want to call it a Vive. So it's it's like running
0: from Game Pass
1: to Steam to the game. Kind of. I think Steam VR basically is like it's just their their VR like hardware setup, basically. So. It's still running the game from Game Pass, but then Steam VR is, like, translating it for the headset, I think, gotcha. basically. Um, and, no, it was cool. Uh, it ran a little bit weird, but I think that was also due to the fact that, like, my monitor kept connecting and disconnecting in the middle of the... Well, as I was playing, due to an, uh, uh, an otherwise discussed, uh, monitor issue that I'm having in our friend's Discord, but, uh... But no, it's it's cool because like you reach behind your your back and grab the the multi tool to like pull it out and then you shoot it at stuff um, and there's like different buttons for running the scanner and everything and you can use your jetpack like you normally would and like getting into the cockpit and like uh, like taking the handle and throwing it up to get out of the cockpit and all that kind of stuff like it's it's very immersive. So I'm interested to maybe try out some more. But um, it's got you know. cross play too. That's exciting. I we did. Should...
0: I got the email from Sony saying they shipped my camera adapter. So, oh, that's cool. Good. So, so maybe we can, maybe we can No Man's Sky VR it together. Yeah, that would be
1: cool in, in space. Um, but yeah, no. So that's all I've done so far for VR. I do need to get in and try, uh, flight simulator, and um, oh yeah, and uh, Squadron. uh, squadrons as well. But uh, that hopefully I'll do more of that soon. Um, I played the Resident Evil Village demo, which uh, they're doing kind of weird. They released a second demo because the first demo was PlayStation only, but the second demo was available for limited time, and they had like two versions of it. There's the the Village version, which played two weeks ago, and then or two weekends ago, and then there's the Castle version, which played this past weekend. And you basically get 30 minutes at certain sections of the game, and you can try it out. And then, as soon as your 30 minutes are done, you can't play it again, even if you're still within the time window that it's available. Um, so I did play that. It was it, it, it's up on Twitch, I think. If people wanted to watch 30 minutes, it's, I didn't. Uh, I called it a commentaryless Let's Play because I wasn't really going to talk during it. I just wanted to play through it, but. Um, it made me realize that I probably should have just waited <laughs> for the game to come out, because it's going to be out in a couple weeks anyway. Yeah. Um. But it, it was good. The werewolves are weird. Like, it's very different. They're more aggro than, uh, than you know, a lot of the zombies would be. And it's not necessarily, like, too different from some of the things you would face in Resident Evil 7, but I imagine there's probably going to be a lot more of them. Um. And it was just kind of... Hard to understand w- if I really needed to kill them or not, and sometimes they would chase me into buildings, and sometimes they wouldn't. Um, so I'm curious to to play some more of that game when it does come out, and it reminds me that I need to start playing through, uh, finish my VR playthrough of Seven that I started not too long ago. So yeah, um, and then. It is the season of Mortal Kombat, so I went back to play more of Mortal Kombat 2011 because I kind of want to go back and play through all three of the more recent Mortal Kombat games, and that game is still very good. Um, I was sad to see that they've removed it from Steam, Um, so right now, basically, the only ways you can play the original is through an Xbox from the Xbox 360 version or on a PS3 or using PlayStation Now, so... I really wish they would port that one to modern consoles because I think it would be good. But, uh, you know, it's a great game. More people should play it. Uh, and then I also managed to get into the iOS Xbox game streaming beta uh, somehow. And I played like a tiny bit of Outriders just to see how it felt. And it felt pretty good. It's not like super precise, but fortunately that's not a very like competitive game in any sense. Um, so I still feel like you could, you know, play it a bit with that, at least with a strong internet connection. And then, uh, I played a little bit of a game called Haven, which is a much more, um, kind of, it's, it's like a, it's a character piece basically very anime like, um, but it's these two characters living on some planet that they had landed their ship on and trying to survive, uh, in the wilderness and on their ship. Um, and there's a lot of movement based, like you need to go out in order to recharge your ship and get power back into it. You need to go out and like, there's this like glide mechanic. So you glide through the, the hills of the place where you're at and it gives you these like energy streams that you can use to feed into your ship. Um, but it's, mo- it's very story oriented too. So it seems pretty cool and it, and it worked pretty well on my ios with uh with the backbone which i made a uh i made a little unboxing video of on uh on youtube if people want to check that out so the backbone's uh controller for iphones and uh it's pretty nice and people should check out that video if they want and we'll talk about it maybe a little bit more of a fantasia as well sweet cool that's it for me
0: yeah i um i played a lot of little bits of things lately. <laughs> <laughs> um, specifically uh I actually sat down and played some more Breakpoint. Uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint on my PS5 just because uh I was the other night I was a couple week oh, two weeks ago or whatever I was waiting for some 3D prints to finish on the printer and I didn't want to go to bed yet cuz that kind of weirds me out sleeping while the 3D printer's running cuz I feel like it's going to start a fire. So <laughs> I decided to stay up and play Breakpoint. So I started a new character just for shits and giggles and tried to play it the original way the game was meant to be played at launch with the gear score and everything. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, I didn't get, I haven't gotten very far. I was going to try and like beeline it through the story, but it's such a, the world is just so intricate and huge. And I feel the need to just like explore everything. So it's really hard to, like, you know, if you're, for instance, if you're just driving from one from point A to point B and you're on a road and you see these icons kind of pop up on your map that are, like, points of interest or, like, treasure or something, I'm always finding myself, like, stopping and going to see what it is. Yeah. And then noticing that I'm kind of close by, like, an enemy base that has, like, some other weapons or attachments or something for me to collect. And then I just decide to murder everyone in the base and take the shit. So... <laughs> it's uh i still i like that game a lot. It's a lot of fun. I loved playing it with you and uh and Nick alex it was it was a good time. It would be great if we had a whole squad to play with and just I like mean,
2: if you played on p c maybe I would consider it
0: yeah, i mean if I played games in general, i suppose like
2: <laughs> so I don't but, even have the game actually, but I would consider getting it. I mean, it's only it's it was like ten dollars a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> well, you know that was a couple of weeks ago. It is now two weeks after a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yeah. Anyways, that's besides <laughs> the point. The point is, it's a lot of fun. It'd be more fun with more people because if we actually like played the game the way it's supposed to be played and like did like base takeovers and shit like as a group and like communicated and you know did the sync shot stuff like it's all so rad. Like it would just it would be a lot of fun. So I've been playing that fighting terminators um, yeah fighting terminators is ridiculous like <sighs> you can only kill them with certain guns like f- and from
2: the movie franchise terminators yes.
0: if you yes. when we were playing nice. with nick i think because he has the terminator like uh season pass bit or something like
1: that no it, it was it's a free event that's open to everybody i believe uh, okay. he had completed it before so he he was the only one with a gun that could damage them at the time <laughs> yeah, and they
0: basically like random terminators just show up on the map and hunt you down. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, basically, you're the the play is to lure them toward a lava flow, right? And then sure, yeah, try to get them in there if you
0: can. If you don't if have they, the right if they guns. don't murder
2: you first, yeah, which no, they is were, what they do.
0: They're pretty much <laughs> <an> unstoppable. <laughs> And it's pretty pretty terrifying when they roll in, too, because, like, they're very stoic, and they just kind of, like, dum 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 What model are we talking about? It's, like, it's a T-800 base, I suppose, but they usually have some kind of chain gun that just, like, fucking, they can just mow you down with, and, like, from across (laughs) the map. They'll just head into, like,
1: camps of NPCs and just destroy everything in sight, like, as they, like, cross through it. For no reason, you know? yeah. They'll just so.
0: roll through a base to come get you, and then in doing so, they'll just destroy everything in the base at the same time. Yeah. So it's, basically, it's
2: ridiculous. Every player is John Connor. Yeah. yeah in the much. eyes of the Terminator.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Or, or Sarah, or whoever. Yep. Yeah. Also, uh with
0: because uh, everyone on the internet was talking about Days Gone, I decided to re-download Days Gone with the PS5 enhancements on it onto the PS5 and uh man that game is so gorgeous and it honestly like I think it's kind of a sleeper hit because I feel like I didn't hear anybody talk about it other than when Jason Schreier was like
2: it's the most uh it's the most AAA game of
0: AAA games or whatever he said on his podcast <laughs> I think that was a pretty good impression by the way It's pretty good.
1: Listen to him enough to.
2: (laughs) You you could be a little more irritating.
0: Yeah, I'm. I mean, you can never be irritating enough, I suppose, or you can be. He can't. He's. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, (laughs) Days Gone is a very much. It is the most. I believe the phrase that he used was "most triple A ass game of all time," was what he called it. It is the like it's got a skill tree and open world big ass map zombies fucking it's it there's guns you got a bow and arrow and a crossbow and ball bo- it's like it is literally like the epitome of triple ass games like triple he is, ass he is, got it he is not wrong about that but it's great looking uh i still think the voice acting is just ridiculously hilarious um I love the implementation of the controller speaker in the game. When you play voice recordings, they just play over that while you're moving around. It never interrupts the game, which is pretty awesome. Um, so if you haven't played Days Gone and you have a PS5, I think it's a good opportunity to do so, and luckily for you PC players out there, Days Gone will be coming to PC uh, in the near future in May, for, I believe. for 50 bucks, and it's a cool game, and it looks great and I, I i i look forward to going back to it and actually maybe beating it this time um and then beyond that what else did i play oh i started playing uncharted 1 and i then don't think i'm ever going to play it again um i tried to i couldn't get into it it was really hard and but i don't know game- i don't know if it was like the clunkiness of the way it felt or just it just feels dated because I, i'm so used like it's very it's very difficult to go from playing something like Days Gone, or Breakpoint, to playing a game like Uncharted, the, the first one. And it just, like, I can get over the graphics to some extent, but it felt very, like, linear in not the good way.
1: Yeah. No, it's, it's very much, um, it's maybe just old enough right now where I think uh, it would probably, for somebody who doesn't have any real, like, Reverence for it or nostalgia for the game, I I don't necessarily know that it would be super easy to to get into, especially when there's been, you know, other games that do the third person action a lot better as of late. Uh, so I I can understand that. Honestly, like I think uh, that that's that would a, a remake of the first Uncharted would maybe be more interesting than a remake of the first Last of Us, but uh, they. As per the story we talked about last time, they shot that down because it was going to cost too much money. So
0: yeah, it's just I don't know. Like it, I wanted to be into it I, enough to where I downloaded a game that's how old now.
1: Like yeah, uh, 12, uh 15, 16, 17 years old. Yeah, is that old well, it is? Yeah.
0: I I tried to like it. Like I honestly did. I gave it. I gave it a few hours of playing it, and like I was hoping the story would hook me, and it really didn't. And I guess part of that might be, it, like, I, in, I'm in i trying to, like, make a comparison to, like, Tomb Raider. 14 years ago. 14 years. Okay. Because uh, the Tomb Raider games are great, and the puzzles in them are pretty simple, but the game was not focused on the puzzles. And this game is also not focused on the puzzles. Also, the shooting feels terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. the guns yeah. are fucking
2: awful. Like, yep. really bad. I, yep. I I played maybe like 30 to 45 minutes of it, and I was like, I, I think I'm going to like look up the story of this one and then proceed to the second one, but I, I never got around to that either. I think it would maybe be interesting to
1: see if you tried out... Uh, I mean, that's the thing. The Uncharted games are very much linear, and the Tomb Raider 2013 was very much a reaction to... Those uncharted games, and that's why they started to do more character-driven story stuff in
0: it's like Tomb bo- it's like boring linear though. And like, I'll I'll give the example of like, there's in the first half hour or whatever, there's like a a, a German U boat that's like washed ashore or whatever, and you got to go on the U boat for whatever reason. You're trying to find Drake's fortune. Cause that's the whole fucking. Why did he misplace it in the the title
2: of the
1: game? It's the whole point of the fucking game. So you should have deposited it in a bank,
2: and then he wouldn't have lost it. Maybe.
1: Uh, I don't know that there were that many banks around, uh, when Sir Francis Drake was exploring. Uncharted. Like, oh, it's what not I don't understand—Drake's
2: fortune? It's Sir Fa- for Sir Francis Drake's fortune. What I don't understand uh, is I don't I don't get
0: why you can like this U boat is like it's like stuck in like a waterfall. There's like it's like there's water underneath it. It's got a big ass hole in the bottom. So I like jumped in the water to like swim up to the fucking hole in the side of this boat and climb in, and I couldn't because I had to take some bullshit convoluted fucking ledge puzzle bullshit around the whole fucking u-boat and drop down and then climb on top the u-boat and then go in the port at the very top of it it just didn't make sense and then when you get in the u-boat it's fixed camera angles and you got to move super fucking slow and they try to make it all dramatic and shit and it was just not it was just it's just bad it's bad linear it's not
2: good linear you know what i mean does that (laughs) yeah no i mean go ahead brian I I think it it's it's just suffered due to uh, time. I mean, honestly, it just it probably felt pretty cool at the time, but like yeah, fourteen years later, it's just not fresh. So yeah, I but I don't know if it,
0: if it if it's because of the 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 aging of it necessarily, but. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It's this just game, bad linear. There are other game linear games that, that, like, when you play them, like, God of the original God of War, when you play that game, that game is linear as fuck, but it is, like, perfect linear. Like, there's nothing wrong with that game, and this game is, like, the opposite of that that's, in terms that's of linear.
1: funny, because I played through the original God of War probably about 14 years after it came out, and I was like, this game is boring as fuck, and then I never played the second one because I didn't care anymore oh man did i strike a nerve no 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 i'm just saying <laughs> like i think it's two different things god of war the original god of war is like we don't give a fuck about story you can just mash buttons and beat the shit out of things right like that's what god of war is i it's suppose an action third person action beat them up but it had a cool around. story about like kratos Death becoming metal. the god of
0: war like i enjoyed that at least like i thought that was cool because i'm into that shit and like I like the old mythology stuff, so it was, like, it was fun for me. And that's but fine. Uncharted, like, it just, there's something, I don't know, like, it, it wasn't what I expected it to be, and I guess maybe that's part of the reason I don't like it is because I had a different expectation of what I thought it would be. and that What was, did you think it would be? I thought it was going to be more like Tomb Raider, where I, there would be, like, you still have, like, the bullshit convoluted ledge climbing nonsense, but if you could, like, fucking find other ways to do things like there was no other way to do anything you know what i mean there's no freedom i don't
1: like- necessarily know that there's that much freedom in tomb raider either like it, it's just open world it's designed in a very open world sense whereas uncharted is like chapter one point a to point b move on and so they try to do they do have an open world section in uncharted 4 but like they're, they're trying two different things, which is what I was kind of getting towards. Is like Tomb Raider 2013, which came out six years after the first Uncharted game, was very much like, we're going to show you who Lara Croft is. We're going to give her a story of these things to do. Whereas before it was like, guess what? You're in a fucking tomb. You're going to raid that shit. That's what <gasps> Tomb
2: Raider was before. <laughs> you know? Tomb Raider 2013, we're going to give you... Two give me tombs that. To in the entire tomb Raider game. elevator pitch listen See, it, man we're gonna drop
0: you in a tomb and you're gonna fucking raid it
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's what that's what all of the tomb raiders were up until 2013 and in 2013 yeah like brian said it's funny because it's like guess what tomb raider 2013 here's two tombs go ahead and raid them also here's there's a, tomb, a story also it's dlc <laughs> yeah to exactly. be
2: fair which is i think they were
0: like which six. is what it was no, there were there was like there was they added like DLC tombs like after the fact because people are like there's not enough tombs for it to be Tomb Raider. Yeah, I'm.
2: They, I'm, they were pretty great, but they were uh, few and far between for sure. The, yes, but
1: anyway, some perspective. Uncharted one came out three days after Assassin's Creed, the original Assassin's Creed came out. So like the whole hold the button and climb up all this shit brand spanking new at the time like there wasn't a whole lot of that going on so i think yeah after playing countless games where like it's just devolved down to like climb up stuff and it looks cool and we have these cinematic angles and these skyboxes look very nice i i think the first uncharted game is really gonna suffer for that but i think if anything it would be interesting for you to Maybe watch like I'm sure somebody put out a video that's like, "What do I need to know before I play Uncharted 4, Thief's End," and then check that out because it's way more updated. There are some open world segments to it, but it does have some. It's it's very much a linear story in a lot of ways. Plus, you can play. Is the shooting better? It's a little better. It's more like (laughs) uh, it's more like The Last of Us. So if you didn't like the shooting in The Last of Us, you're not going to like it in Uncharted 4. No, I'm good. Yeah. I'll but, pass. uh, but Hard yeah, pass. No. it's, uh, it's, I, I fully understand that like somebody coming to Uncharted for the first time, 14 years later, probably isn't going to like it as much. I think it makes sense. So. Yeah.
0: It's just a bummer. Cause like, I think back to that point in my life and I'm like, oh man, like I really wasn't playing a lot of games then, but I was doing like a bunch of other shit and like that kind of sucks. Cause like, I remember having this revitalization to my gaming lifestyle, uh, around 2013, 2014, like whenever, yeah, like when the, when I built my computer, well, when Brian helped me build a computer rather, and then the PS4 came out, like that was kind of like the resurgence of me, like gaming yeah. a ton. And prior to that, like I wasn't gaming a lot. So i I missed a lot and like, it, you never it's, even it just, had a
1: PS3 anyway, right? I didn't, I had, had a 360
0: though, and I bought that like way after the fact, um, mm-hmm. I was inebriated and went into a Babbage's and was like, "I'm gonna buy this."
1: <laughs> no, you had one at launch or close to it. Not a 360. No, I well, did not. Well, you, you had it. You had it. Uh, you had it by the time Assassin's Creed came out. That's for I sure. I did. Yeah. Yes. So that was in the first two years of its existence. I think I I bought it right around Gears of War two. I think. No. No way. Gears of War 2 would have been after Assassin's Creed. I'm trying to
0: know when did I. I bought it because I bought it with the first Gears of War, and somebody I think somebody sold me a copy of Elder Scrolls 4, and then I can't remember what else. Mass Effect. You, Mass
1: you Effect. had it before August 21st, 2007, because that's when Bioshock came out. And I okay. remember you playing the demo for Bioshock or something on it.
0: The
2: Circuits uh, of Values. But yeah, anyway. but.
0: Yeah, there anyway. I mean there's there's this phase of my life from I would say probably 2009 to 2013, like about 5 year gap in gaming where I just stopped. But that doesn't matter. This is all besides the point.
1: Besides the point. Moving on. Other along, than other than whatever amount of Skyrim you played when that came out. Maybe that's the gap is is that's, that that's Skyrim the entire gap. Is Skyrim <laughs> and
0: Fallout 3 and New Vegas, those three games yeah. basically I they uh, ruined they ruined me.
2: I read I read on two
0: three sixties <laughs> out of that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and and yep. then I finally was like, "Fuck it," and just bought one of the black three sixties, like the cool ones. I still have mm-hmm. it. It's down on my shelf. You can't see it because there's a printer in the way.
1: I
2: think it's like the little your... one or the elite,
1: the skinny one. Yeah, three sixty cool. s, not the. It was the skinny
0: four gigabyte guy, and I took my old three sixties twenty gigabyte hard drive, broke it out of the casing, and rigged it to the four gigabyte to make it work. And it's still it's still in there, held in by electrical tape. I've got your
1: OG <sighs> in the storage room back there. Hell yeah! But I don't start, have a power adapter away. for it. That one yeah. back there, there with, the, with
2: the GameCube still works. It's uh like. I think it's the last generation of the old-school white model. You got that and Jasper with the HDMI yes. port? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: I don't no, even know what I'm, you just said. <laughs> I still have not seen a 360E in the wild, which is the revision after the S, which basically just looks like a little square box.
2: Really? Um, yeah. yeah, I've never that even was heard a of thing? that
1: one. Yeah, that was a thing. Um, it was there like... The Xbox One is coming out and we want to keep the 360 around for cheap, but they didn't sell it for that long, honestly. Um, but I'd be real curious to see one. So, I mean, I, I think we can all
0: admit that the 360 was a fucking great console,
1: right?
2: Oh yeah. I didn't spend I mean, that much time uh, with other it. than its unreliability. Well, the yeah, early the, the, ones, but. the 33% failure rate on all and, the consoles. And the user inter- <laughs> interface after they got rid of the blades. Yeah,
0: the Mm. blades were sweet. Yeah. (laughs) They just
2: worked. It just worked
0: really well. The tiles thing still doesn't work. But I think tiles are pretty much gone.
1: That was a Windows 8 thing that they phased out. Yeah. Well, they still kind of use it in the new Xbox experience thing that is currently kind of what they're using. The
0: guys on Jordan's server were talking about Windows 11 for some reason this morning. And I was just like, oh, you mean like Windows Series S and X? Like. (laughs) (laughs) because you know those are coming
1: i didn't i didn't own a 360 until 20 2010 or 2011 i think actually and i bought it because um i bought it because the family video crew were were playing a bunch of red dead online you know back (laughs) in the day we used to play we used to get our uh store regular will to play uh to play red dead and we would hunt him down. We call it goodwill hunting. And, um, and we would just chase him around and try to kill him. And that's also when we, when we pushed one of the bears into the lake in the Northern part of the map in red dead. And it just like (laughs) stood there. And then at one point somebody punched it by accident and it died. And we were like (laughs) all enraged about it. It was pretty good. It was pretty (laughs) good. Don't punch the bear, man. Yeah, you don't punch the bear. You can shove the bear to get it into the lake, but you do not punch the bear. You can yeah. only yes. punch.
2: No poking either. Nope. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, uh, that's anything all I've else. played.
0: I, I haven't played anything else. Uh, like I said, I played bits and pieces of stuff. Uh, I did try to pick up Valhalla again and couldn't do it. I think I just need... I think because I picked it up for like 10 seconds and then like put it down and like I just need to start over from the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: that seems about right. Did you uh did you play any Fantasian?
0: or no? I I did not have an opportunity to play Fantasian, no because uh I just I can't I know I'm gonna sign up for the Apple, Apple Game Pass or whatever and I'm gonna forget to not turn it off and then I'm just gonna keep paying for it monthly and that makes me upset. It's
2: only yeah, like that's five fair. bucks, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, and they do have some some bigger stuff coming out on it, but it keeps just getting more, so it's not like you need to get it immediately, but um, I'll talk about Fantasian real quick, because I've only played about an hour of it, but it is very much an old-school RPG. It is by Mistwalker, which is a studio, and this is the game is directed by, I believe, the original creator of Final Fantasy. Um, and Uh, something John brought up last time, all the art was made in dioramas that were photographed at high resolution so that they could use it as the map for the game. So you're walking around these, these things that they constructed in, in real life. Um, and so it gives it this very like kind of, um, otherworldly like feel to it because it feels kind of real and kind of not. So it's kind of cool. Um. But yeah, you start out as a kid who has amnesia, because it's a a Japanese RPG, and um, it's very much turn-based battles. They're battles that are, uh, it's not like, it's not active time battle, like something out of Final Fantasy VII, where you have a little timer that's ticking down until your next turn. Um, It is very much a, you see the turn order, so all of the... All of your party members and the enemies are all put out in an order on the bottom of the screen during the battle. You can see who's about to attack, and that way you can kind of, like, adjust your strategy to kill the thing that might be attacking sooner if you're able to do that. And, um, you know, there's skills and magic and things of that nature that, uh, you know, are very much standby RPG kind of things. The story seems pretty, you know, Japanese RPG-ish. You know, like I said, the guy has amnesia. That's very... That's a trope in Japanese RPGs at this point, and uh, he's trying to figure out who he is and what he's done, and he runs into people that kind of know him, and uh, but it's 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 cool. It's it controls very nicely with the backbone that I've been playing it with. Um, I you didn't really play, try. You play
0: that just not. You're obviously not strapping that to the iPad, right? Like you're playing that like with the iPad on a table, and then. Are you playing on your phone?
1: No. So the way the backbone works, it does get plugged in. The phone gets plugged into the controller. That's one of the things. I don't think, I don't necessarily know that this would work for your iPad because number one, like the way that this, uh, connector is housed, just the distance with it all. I don't think it would encapsulate like the whole iPad. So I think this is meant just for iPhones. Okay. Um, so I don't know if the Razer Kishi does the same thing or not. You might want to look into some reviews of that because the Kishi might accommodate something bigger. But this thing does literally plug into the phone, and uh, and it's powered by the phone and it controls that way. And I mean, worst, I have the Steel Series nice Nimbus and I like
0: that just because it just it feels like a standard controller. It's a it just it's a good controller. It's really well built. It has a really long battery life, which is pretty rad. The only downside is. My new iPad uses USB Type-C, and the Nimbus uses Lightning. So, charging it is now impossible. Mm.
1: Which sucks. Mm. Well, yeah. I have a bunch of Lightning cords if you want one that you can charge the Nimbus with, but...
0: Yeah, I, m- I might need
1: one. Because um, even, uh,
0: even the new Apple Pencil doesn't use a charger. It just... You slap it to the side of the iPad, you... it charges wirelessly, yeah. which is yeah. awesome.
1: That but, is very cool. Um, no, I imagine Fantasia would play well, because you can also pair... PS4, Xbox.
0: Yeah, one, I, I've paired and- my P- I've paired my PlayStation 4 controller to the iPad before, and that was super easy, and it worked really well. Yeah, uh, I did that when I was I think when I was playing um, uh, Bloodstained over like Steam, the Steam Link or
1: whatever. Yep, and that was yeah. cool. And I think uh I think the dual sense is also fully compatible with the latest firmware update as well. Sweet. So they can even yes. take advantage of like the haptics and stuff with that on these Apple Arcade games. But Yeah, that's awesome. Uh Fantasia's cool. I will say, even like an hour in, I'm a little bit fatigued of the random battles. <laughs> it's not that far like I'm not that far in, but it is a little bit like I see what we're doing here and I could do these fights in my sleep or whatever when you're just fighting the low level guys, but like it just kind of made me want to check out. I know that there was a sequel to Bravely Default that just came out on the Switch, and that was a game I talked about a long time ago, where you can like you can either bank a bunch of turns or like, um, or borrow a bunch of turns whenever you want in order to try and de- like if you think you can defeat something before it gets like seven turns to fight back against you, you can kind of keep doing that kind of thing. So that kind of like wager that you play there is interesting and then also you can just turn off random battles whenever you want in that game if you're like okay i just need to get to the spot to talk to somebody or something like that yeah um so i it fantasians kind of making me wish it had some of those options um which are even options that they've built into like the re-releases of final fantasy 7 8 and 9 that have come out recently
0: yeah random Um, battles were always a huge pain in the ass i just remember like like especially early on in games i i and if I'm using, let's say, we'll use Final Fantasy 7 as an example, because that's one I played a shitload of, but um, there were always a huge pain in the ass, because you're always trying to get from point A to point B, and you get caught up in these battles, and it, everything takes a little bit longer, but it got to a point where my characters, who were all level 99 at that point, mm-hmm. uh, it became a, like a challenge to see how quickly I could beat any random battle in relation to the battle music timing. <laughs> like, at, like, how fast can I kill the enemies? Like, can I flip through the menu fast enough and kill them before it gets to like the first like chorus of the battle music? You know what I mean? So yeah. I'd always I challenge myself with those sorts of things. I thought I always thought it was fun to do that. Well, but you that, could t- do that it again. takes so long to get there. You have to grind like crazy to get to that point. Yeah, and then like because then it was just like everything was a one hit kill. You're not using Knights of the Round. That's ri- that's ridiculous. Get out of here with that.
1: <laughs> yeah. But well and then there was also like by the time Final Fantasy 8 rolled around all the monsters scaled with you so like the battles didn't ever yeah. really get that like easy but uh right. yeah so uh yeah no, know I think is, is interesting if you've been missing that kind of style of game I think you should check it out and you know like, like Brian was saying 5 bucks, 6 bucks for Apple Arcade for a month uh, plus you usually get like a free month of it whenever you get an Apple device or if it's your first time <laughs> trying it out Um, certainly worth checking out. Cool. But yeah. Sweet.
0: Let's talk, uh, yeah, let's do some news.
1: What do we got? All right. Uh, Brian, how do you feel about the fact that CD Projekt Red has refunded about 30,000 copies of Cyberpunk 2077 out of 13 million?
2: I mean, considering how big of a deal it was on the internet that they were refunding, people um i I expected it to be a lot higher than (laughs) 30,000
1: yeah so this is an article from polygon uh and i think uh in an investor call they announced that they had refunded personally about 30,000 copies of the game out of the 13 million that sold but this also doesn't include any digital copies that were refunded by sony or microsoft so there could have been more but honestly i think uh i think I think the percentages and the likelihoods are pretty in their favor. I think they still sold a lot of that game.
2: Yeah, I would say I, I think they still did pretty well.
1: Yeah,
0: I just want to know what percentage of people thought they could beg for a refund and then keep the game. Yeah, they should. They should because have the number that of posts about that on Reddit were ridiculous, and probably about five
1: thousand. <laughs> You're actually slapping a number on it, I love it. Yes. I mean it yeah, I would think I don't know. I mean there's a lot of stupid people out there and a lot of people that are just assholes. But like I don't know. Yeah. Uh Zach No Cap in the in the chat is saying Cyberpunk needed more time in the oven, maybe another two years. Had high hopes for it to be honest. The game had a lot of potential to be something great. I agree. It did have a lot of potential. Um, it's
0: it's still it still does and it still can be something great. And uh I'm looking forward I actually I thought I read somewhere recently that they're done with bug fixes for now and only focusing on additional content, which is I guess good, maybe. Like maybe they got the game into a state where it's actually functional and good. I mean, but I read I also,
2: the notes for the last patch and they definitely squashed a lot of bugs. But I also right. John like,
1: is saying since that patch maybe yeah
2: yeah
0: like that that patch is like the like what was it 1.21 or something like that
1: something like that yeah
0: but anyways uh it's I'm not uh, I'm not upset with that game by any means I still enjoyed playing it I I just I want to play more of it and I just don't have time to play there's so many things to game to play there's so many games to play so much so many things going on and it's hard to focus so i have to be kind of uh picky
2: about what i play so i go yep. back and
0: i play breakpoint and days gone and other things I've- <laughs> <laughs> I, w-
2: I would love for us to sit down and play outriders some more honestly. yeah
0: definitely i we need to play more out, out, outriders because i actually like that game
1: it's it's yeah. great <laughs> yeah i um, slowed down a little bit on that one because i heard that even after this most recent patch some of the um inventory disappearing stuff is still Ooh. potentially happening. So I was waiting for another patch, but I have been enjoying what I did play that so far and hopefully we can play some more of it. Yeah, for sure. But cool. uh yeah, I don't know. Cyberpunk uh it'll be interesting to see what they do. I know there was also some news kind of out from CD Project Red about how they were kind of restructuring the way that the company works and uh, you know, cause they were like, uh, we were going to ride cyberpunk for several years, but since, um, not many people are playing it anymore and you still can't buy it on the PlayStation network, we need to have a Witcher game out at the same time. Um, so it sounded like they were going to move from being a single project studio to a dual project studio, which I'm sure investors were happy to hear, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, s- Curious to see when they'll be back on PSN. Yep. Maybe, maybe maybe they'll only be back on for the PlayStation 5 when the actual native update gets released. Uh, cause Has, I don't have think... they
0: mentioned any, anything about the native update and
1: like timing or not really? I think it was just that roadmap that they put out that said that okay. like we're going to be working on bugs through the first half of 2021 and then we will have something out for these consoles in the third quarter of 2021 <laughs> or something right. like that june Um, yeah so they're working on it but we'll see um next up oculus quest 2 killer upgrade just went live and this is uh tom's guide reporting here that uh the new air link feature has come out for the oculus quest 2 oculus quest is the Mobile or not mobile, the standalone VR headset from Oculus. The Quest 2 is the most recent version of it. You used to be able to hook it up to your PC using a USB C cable and you could play desktop VR games that way. But now they have rolled out an official feature instead of using a virtual desktop or something of that nature, you can play games, play PC level VR games on your Oculus Quest 2 over wireless connection so i'm not gonna lie uh i kind of want this just saying
0: because wireless vr is probably way cooler than wired vr
2: (laughs) yeah and i mean the hardware is solid but you know what's not solid facebook (laughs) facebook telling you uh that you have to sign in to use your oculus that's not cool. I still use my Facebook account. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, I do too, but I also yeah. still own stuff on the Oculus store because I had the Oculus Rift.
1: Well, and the worst part about it to me and the thing, like, you know, I would love, there's been a lot of things on Oculus that I would love to play. They just announced recently that they're going to put Resident Evil 4 out in on, on Oculus exclusively, um, which is interesting. But, uh, like, you know, I would love to play some of the stuff on the Oculus Store, which you can do with the Index, but I also don't want to install all of the Oculus software on my PC, because, you know, with all the, like, tracking bullshit that Facebook does on your phone, it's probably only worse with your PC, would be my guess, especially when
0: tracking your body. If you're already logged into Facebook on your PC, it can't possibly be doing anything different.
1: I think it absolutely could, because you're literally installing Facebook software onto your pc to run the oculus stuff but then also i'm not on facebook i deleted my facebook i don't have an account anymore and i'm sure they have a bunch of my data still but they don't they don't have any of my my stuff so you know i'm i don't even have an account like right now i could sign up for an account to play an oculus game but then i run the apparently very real possibility that they'll like block me because they'll think that I have a fake account. Cause that was happening to a lot of people that were purchasing Oculus quest two that didn't have a Facebook account or yeah, that wanted it disassociated from their personal account for whatever reason. Um, so, you know, the quest two is a nice looking device and, uh, and it's cool that it has this wireless stuff, but, um, you know, I don't know. It's not. Uh, <laughs> we
0: we know we know someone who is involved in the legalese behind the end user agreement for the quest. Well, that's good. So I should probably
1: reach out to them. That would be uh, that would be cool. Although <laughs> they may not, they may not want you to share anything you learn. No, I just but, like
0: for my own personal. Yeah,
1: I'd be curious to know more about it, but it doesn't matter.
0: I'm just saying, like this, like. Hands or wireless VR. Very cool. Like cool technology.
1: Before I bought the index, I was very, very seriously looking for a quest to purchase. Um, And because I was like, well, I'll be able to play Half-Life Alex on it. Although apparently it's a pretty uh, downgraded experience from the index. But, um, you know, I was ready to go for it, but they were just hard to find at the time. So I didn't do it. This was like pandemic-ish time frame. Yeah, As I say, Micro Center it. currently has 25 in stock of both models. Yeah, 20, so I think it's a lot easier plus. to find the, two, the Quest 2 now than it was to find like uh, the original Quest during the start of the pandemic. Yeah, It was like uh, toilet paper. Yeah. I need toilet paper <laughs> and VR. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like virtu- in, virtually in wipe your ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: what I was going to say. <laughs> With
0: fake TP. <laughs> you're, you're just using the controller to wipe your ass. <laughs> Oh, boy. That's what those yeah. rings are for. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, wireless Oculus Quest 2. If you're out there listening and you have an Oculus Quest 2 and you try this stuff out, please let us know how it is. We'd love to hear from people. Yes. Um. All right, and then final thing, one of the big news stories of last time was how Sony was shutting down the PS3, PS Vita, and PSP stores, and uh, <sighs> I was very, very sad about that, and a lot of other people were, and it turns out that uh, they've decided to backtrack. Uh, the PSP store will still completely shut down on July 2nd, as originally planned, but they're going to keep the PS3 and PS Vita stores completely in service at this point. So I,
2: I feel were- this is directly a result of you being sad about it, because you're <laughs> the number one Sony fanboy. I wish I had that power, but I They're don't like, think it oh, was shit. just me. <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep it open just for Alex. Everyone else can go fuck themselves. <laughs> well, and
1: it was interesting because I was listening to uh, the 8-4-Play podcast and they were very much talking about how they didn't believe that Sony would do this and then not utilize all of this all of these games and things that they were locking away in some form. So, like, they were hoping it was signaling, like, oh, PS Now is now going to include everything that was on the PS3 and Vita or whatever.
0: That's what I thought uh, they'd
1: do with it. But I think this backtracking tells you that the answer is no, they were not going to do any of that. They were just going to shut it down. (laughs) So... Uh, I'm glad they've corrected it. It still was enough for me to, uh, start scrambling to try and find a PS3 that I could somehow restore to play PS2 and PS3 games on with uh, backwards compatibility and start looking into how to water cool a PS3 so that it would remain alive forever and I could hack it and play whatever PS3 games I ever wanted on it. But, uh, looks like that's not completely necessary as of yet, but I will roll forward with my plans to do so. Yeah, I think you should still do it, because it's cool. Yeah, no, I think it'll be fun. That's why I have this PS3 motherboard just sitting on my (laughs) table right here. So. Yeah. But anyway, glad they backtracked. Uh, And, uh, you know, I hope they do put this stuff in the PlayStation now at some point, but they haven't. And don't know when they will. So.
0: I just, who does it benefit to not You know, like...
1: Well, and from the article, it sounds like they were basically just like, hey, uh, if we didn't have to devote the resources to making sure that the store is secure and running, we could put these people on other projects. Is basically what it sounded like.
0: Okay, I suppose. But
1: I think they calculated that the goodwill that they would destroy by... (laughs) Or the bad will that they would generate by closing these stores was much greater than whatever efficiency improvements they would have or productivity improvements they would have where they wanted to stick these people. So, yeah.
2: I don't the, know. The disappointment of Alex would send a ripple throughout the community and destroy all goodwill. So true. So true. I would use
1: my platform of this podcast. <laughs> to bad mouth sony and all three of our viewers <laughs> to yeah. really
2: get the word
1: out all three of our viewers one of which
2: is most certainly one of you <laughs> <Yep>. oh, yeah yeah <laughs> maybe both of you i don't know hey you yeah. gotta probably gotta participate in the chat you know yeah that's fair but yeah that's it cool uh i'll i'll
1: i'll supersede you john and say next time it sounds like at least two of us might try out Returnal, which comes out this week. It is a PlayStation 5 exclusive by Housemark, the people that made Resogun and Super Stardust HD on the PS3 and PS4. Um, but it's getting some very positive buzz, and I'm excited to check it out.
2: Yeah. It well, I would sweet. say at most two of us will, because I don't have a PS5.
1: Yeah, well, maybe you could get one, because they're readily of it. No, they're not they're not (laughs) available at all i'm not quite there yet you do know a guy just yeah um but yeah no uh it should be good it's nice that there's a playstation exclusive coming out because we haven't had hadn't had one of those in a while absolutely cool
0: all right yeah if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show Check out Midwest com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe as little as one dollar a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at npn.bz slash patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, and Alan K for their contributions. One of the perks to joining the Patreon is to get early access to our bonus episodes that we call side quests. You also get to check out horror movie, your books, tiny terrors. And uh yeah these episodes these bonus episodes show up the for patrons you get them the next day if you are not a patron they show up in the regular feed a week later so uh kind of cool to get that early access uh also if you donate five dollars or more to the patreon you get access to our discord channel where you get to talk to us directly about whatever we talk a lot about food and movies and tv shows and all that good stuff so something to consider as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to midwestgamenerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch Affiliates. You can use your free Prime subscription that Amazon Prime gives you to, on Twitch to give us a free subscription. It costs you nothing other than the $120 they charge you for Prime once a year. And then, uh, yeah, we get a little bit of money out of that. So something to consider as well. And, yeah, next time we will talk about Returnal, and we will see you then. Peace.